1: in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, good morning everybody on a glorious Pittsburgh
0: Tuesday. I don't know about you, but this weather we've been having here Max, I know you're in the desert. I know it's dehumidified and, you know, dry weather and all that sort of stuff. And, but great googly moogly. You should see the weather here in Pittsburgh. It is glorious. Driving to work, even all the construction work going on around, it doesn't bother me. You're just in a good, happy mood.
2: Well, there we go. That's something to be excited about. It's 53 here, so I'm wearing a sweatshirt and sweatpants. <laughs> wow, we got, it's it's a a freeze
0: warning in the valley, huh?
2: I I, I know, I know. I I, I really I, I shuddered at the thought of actually creating a buzz in that in that in that moment when I was like, I'm admitting that it's it's not that chilly. In the past, I mean, in Pittsburgh, I would have been in shorts. <laughs> you know, tank top and flip-flops in 53. Right. And here this morning. It, you know what it was? Is because when I take the dog out in the morning. Okay. Like, there's no sun. So, that 50 just feels so much more chilly. Oh, you know what yeah. Like, yeah, and then, of course, it, it naturally will warm up throughout the day. But first thing in the morning, you come straight out the bed taking the dog out for a walk. I mean, it, you know, that wind just hits you. Because there's nothing out there, and it's just, and I just, I'm just too lazy to change now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's tremendous, man! You know, the thing is, now last night, I gotta tell you, I, I was, I was. Privilege to um, MC the uh, John Kolb's ATP or Adventures in Training with a Purpose fundraiser at the Lamont Restaurant on Mount Washington. First of all, I got to tell Uh-oh. you something. I love Lamont
2: great. I was about to say fancy, fancy well, upper crust. It, there,
0: it's it's definitely upper crust. But I I was definitely the lower crust. <laughs> you know, in the whole restaurant. That's
2: okay. But but at the end of the day, you're still crust.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm still crusty, still
2: still tasty, still tasty, Wolf. <laughs> so,
0: so I'm there with all these people, and 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 and, and it's just fabulous. Because first of all, the 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 wait staff up there is just they're fabulous. I just love the guys, the guys and, and the gals there. They're just so kind and so nice and so professional, and yet they're funny, you know. And they come around, and they get all the work done. So we get up there, and I got to do this auction stuff at the end. They were auctioning off some some great prizes, like. Uh, uh, a one-week stay in Kiowa Island, you know, for, uh, for a four-bedroom uh, place. Uh, another week stay at the Atlantis down in uh, Paradise Island. And uh, Jerome Bettis' uh, jersey, a uh, signed jersey there, and then a helmet that uh, was signed by some players. And uh, it's like I'm sitting there, and uh, do you ever do you ever? – first of all, let me ask you, have you ever been the auctioneer at something? All right. Get-
2: uh I've, ne- I've never done that.
0: Okay, you need to do this because I know you could do this. Here's the problem, you know, at 64 you start going. All right, we're at you know 400, 450, 500, and all of a sudden you tell a story, then you can't remember whether you're at 450 or 500, and who would made the last bid. <laughs> and it kept, uh-huh. I kept losing my place, and <laughs> and Faith is sitting there in the front row, and she's directing me, going, no, making sure, no, you didn't go from. 500 to 450 you went from 450 to 500 i'm going the other way you know (laughs) i'm like going down and she's like no no wait wait oh i am the worst auctioneer ever that you could have at any sort of fundraiser
2: yeah well you know i mean hey listen you're just trying to negotiate you're trying to make it you know fun for everybody you know (laughs) trying to keep everybody keep it inclusive throw people off you know you know yeah I, I I get it i I mean, I get why you would do that. that's that hence why you're that story right there is why I don't do auctioneering. <laughs> <laughs>
1: see,
0: you could do this cause you can remember numbers, you know, every time I got distracted. it's, it's literally up by ten. that's it. <laughs> well, you would think, you know, but then you get to the bigger numbers there and get Zooks, man. I mean, you know, I'm sitting there and yeah. Rocky Blyer is laughing at me, you know, and then I remember a Rocky story. Got to tell the Rocky story. Then, then you know, there's there's Moon Mullins. Jerry Mullins is over there, too, for another great Super Bowl uh, stealer, you know, and, and, and <laughs> it starts in the, you know, it just goes downhill, you know. You can see it happening. And they're laughing and, you know, and I'm, I'm like getting, I'm, I'm like, what did I, was I just at? <laughs> It was it was really too funny. Oh my goodness, I am bad at that. But anyhow yeah. it's it was great to be there. All
2: right. And 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 that and that and that's all that it's about. You're happy and willing yes. and able to be there.
0: And you know, adventures and training with a purpose serves a real purpose because John really does a great job of helping people. He's a physical, you know, professor of physical therapy and kinesiology and all those ologies that are really big words that I don't understand. But you know, he is one of those guys when the insurance industry stops, you know, uh, paying for physical therapy for people to complete their physical therapy. You know, he just loves on them and brings them in and works with them. You know, and that's these are people recovering from everything from cancer to PTSD by military people you know I mean it's just he does it's a phenomenal phenomenal organization and they just really do a great job of pouring life into other people and I'm just so privileged to be uh, uh, you know just to be able to be a part of that in the sense of of helping John uh, be able to uh, raise money to be able to help others because the man John is a healer he is really one of these guys it's so funny because he was so destructive as a left tackle for the Steelers (laughs) If you watch John, he is the reason they started the tackle traps because John could run like a guard. You know, he was playing left tackle for the Steelers and he played in all four Super Bowls, got four Super Bowl rings, a legendary Hall of Honor recipient guy that was just one of my heroes, you know, growing up as a, as a kid. And then actually to line up and play next to him was, I was gaga over that, you know, it was just such a, a great thing. <laughs> You know, and and, yeah. and it was just it's just all awesome. So it was cool.
2: No, and and that and that's what it's about, right? And right. that's the beauty of kind of you know Steeler Nation and kind of our history with this organization. It brings people together, right? And it allows us, you know, the opportunity that later in life, because of the fraternity and and the brotherhood bond that we've had, to be able. To do things together later on in life, and still continue those friendships. I think that's something you know, as they, as it says, we're forged in steel, you yes. know, but bond and bonded by blood. I mean, that's just kind of how we treat each other, and like, and it stems not only from just our time together, but throughout the entire lineage. Just like you and I, right? Yes. I mean, yes. You know, once a stealer, forever a stealer. Yes. And that's the beauty of it, and there's a commonality with the personality traits associated i feel with so many organizations that they don't stray too far from what they're looking for personality wise or the character traits of 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 association with this team and so i think that's the other beautiful thing is you don't get a lot of you know i'll say it buttheads you know (laughs) um for all intents and purposes right i mean a lot of guys we all have similar interests or similar personalities, and we all get along. I think right. that, that's another thing that's that's really special. And you, I feel unique, and it's not my bias, but I've been to other places, and right. it doesn't feel as warm and fuzzy. I mean, how many of your Viking buddies do you do you right. talk to on a regular basis? No,
0: it's, it's not the same. You know, it's not yeah. – the, the warm fuzzies were all – it's all Pittsburgh. Not that I – you know, there were some great people that I met, you know, in, in Minnesota, and Brian Habib and – Kirk Lottermel, Gary Zimmerman, all those guys, Randall McDaniel—they were, you know, just great guys, great teammates. But it's not the same thing because it's who you originate with, and you you put down roots. You know what I mean? And and to me, by the way, didn't you you emceed Mel Blunt's dinner? Didn't you?
2: Yes, I did. I yeah. did MC the roast. Yes, you were
0: terrific that night. I remember that.
2: That's why. Oh. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I, might yeah. to, I
0: might have to put your name in there for Colby. They get you in here for a week. Yeah, you know, or, or one time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you no, I remember you did a great I, I, job.
2: Well, you know, it it was that, like that was literally my first and only time I ever emceeing an Are event. Are you kidding me? So, yeah, it's the first oh, time I'd ever done it. out it. Of the park, dude. That was great. Yeah, yeah, it was easy. All I all I did was just pretty much talk bad about everybody. Um <laughs> I was nervous. I read like I read like all these different like roastmaster books and everything. You oh. know, I watched a couple Comedy Central roasts and I was like, <laughs> "Well, we're not Central. going that we're not going that far." <laughs> I mean, you know. But but you know, just to get like a flow of how you kind of have to, you know, the repartee that's involved pre right. and then post and of course, you know, keeping in mind the mantra of Myron, you know, just, yes. hey, yes. never forget, I have the microphone last, so that's why, I like, <laughs> you know, it was like, and I had, like, Ben, I had Spaeth, and you Heath. did. How about Heath? I you mean, got Heath yeah. talking.
0: I couldn't I know, it. I did.
2: I, I, know. I know. His entire
0: career, <laughs> he never talked as he, much as he did that night, put together. Yes. I'm serious.
2: Yes. Yeah, I I had, I had to draw it out of Heath. I was I was like Heath, come on man, come on. I was like I know you. Listen, we we spent we spent eight years together. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is, yeah,
0: are he's going to be in town this weekend because the Hall of Honor recipients are going to be uh, inducted in the twenty twenty two class Hall of Honor this Saturday, uh, the twelfth at Acresure Stadium, and then they will be presented. To the crowd, you know, the uh, on Sunday against the uh, New Orleans Saints at halftime. You got Myron Cope, Sam Davis, Ray Matthews, Heath Miller. Right, you think they're going to get a, you know, when he goes out there?
2: Oh, you, gotta get, you got to get, you. I mean, you got to. You got to get your no Heath way. on. Yeah, you got to get your Heath on.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Then Sam Davis and Ray Matthews. And then, of course, Myron, I, I don't even, I can remember Myron Cope when they gave him Um, they they honored him at halftime of a Monday night game. And they were so worried about Myron running over because every minute that you run over the 12 allotted minutes is like a fine of like, I don't know, quarter mil or half mil or something like that, you know, on Monday night football. (laughs) You know, so I I was told because it was so funny, Tony Quattrini who was... You know he was DMR's right-hand man. He, I, you know, he, he tells me he goes, okay. Um, now when I give you the sign, I want you to go out and you know make sure that that Myron's done. All right, you gotta you gotta make sure it, when I give you the sign, you got I don't care if you gotta wrestle him for the microphone. You gotta get him off there because of the fine that it that will be incurred if we go over. And I go, you want me, what? You mean I what what I'll be forever booed is the man who wrestled Byron Cope to the turf <laughs> for the microphone. Are you kidding me? He goes, "Why do I think it? Why do you think I asked you to do this <laughs>
2: You know, like, it's, it's, oh. it's, it's like it's, it's like the worst, most job. It's like the security guard that has to go, like, tackle like the streaker. Right? Yeah. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah. Oh, nobody. It, it, nobody ever wins in that one. You know no. what I'm saying? Like, I mean, even when you do accomplish the task, you still lose <laughs> yes. because everybody saw you tackle a naked person. You know, I mean, it's it's an unheralded type of thing. <laughs> I mean, yes. they, If you were that worried, baby, you are yeah. gonna lose regardless. It's like, it's like if you were that worried, then why don't you just put him on the field as soon as the teams run off the field, just to make sure he has enough, <laughs> enough room, right? Could <laughs> you, you know, imagine Myron like talking in the middle of the field as teams are like clearing out to run to the locker room? <laughs> <laughs> it would have. Uh, I, all I can tell you is, I
0: would have, I would have, my name would have been lived in infamy from that moment. Oh, absolutely. Oh, there's
2: that jerk that tackled Myron Cope. (laughs) Exactly. He deserves a double yoy of negativity. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly it, man. That would have been so bad.
0: Oh, my goodness. All right. We're going to shift the conversation here because I wanted to ask you. I'm I'm looking at the, the Indianapolis Colts here, and, you know, they fire Frank Reich, and then they come up with Jeff Saturday, who I thought was on his staff. But he, he was an analyst for ESPN and a high school coach, and he's now named the interim head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Are you kidding me?
2: I, I think Jim Irsay found that, that, um, that suitcase that he lost that night. He got pulled over. I think he found it. <laughs> um, because there is a – what? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like I, mean, I mean, honestly. I mean, honestly, Wolf. I mean how ridiculous is this at this point? I mean, you you're embarrassed by Frank Reich and not being and only being able to muster up 123 yards of offense. Um but yet your answer and solution to replace him for at least the rest of this year until you get into the hiring spree with the Carolina Panthers as it stands right now, you and Carolina fired the head coach. Um you ha- and and by the way, you have no Body on the staff now offensively that has play calling experience. Oh, really? No, because they fired the OC the week before. Oh, that's right. Oh man, because Frank Frank was calling the plays. Yes, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, it gets. I'm like, it it can't get any I'm like, it's almost like you called Peyton and Peyton said, "Nah, I got you know, I got I got this gig tonight. Uh, I'm doing the Monday Night Football." You know, second channel, second screen with Eli. So right. I can't I can't fly to Indy right now. <laughs> like Jeff was supposed to be on TV yesterday for the for the NFL rewind after the game, and he couldn't be there because he's holding a press conference because he's now the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. He the highest level that he has coached post career has been high school.
0: Oh my goodness!
2: And listen, I love Jeff. Je- sure, Jeff's yeah. a good buddy. I love him. But that's when you have to say, you know what? I'm flattered, but no, (laughs) I do not. I do not feel correct. I do not feel right taking this job with my lack of experience with these grown men. Because he's not that far removed from playing. No, 2011. It's been 11 years. How would you feel if you were the center for the Indianapolis Colts? And this guy was coming in, right? Tony, Tony Dungy wasn't there. Right. They fired him for whatever reason, and they brought in insert random former player, right. to come coach, like oh, the, the, Dallas Clark, right? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Hey, hey, we're gonna bring in Dallas. To, whoa, wait a second, Say Dallas. What? <laughs> what? Let me ask you was this he sell- too. Hey, wasn't he selling insurance last week? <laughs>
0: Or was it shoes? I don't remember which it was. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think that maybe a guy like Jeff Saturday might have a little buyer's remorse in the sense of, you know, he was so big in the collective bargaining agreement that restricted all the padded practices and things that you could do and, and what the players. And now as a head coach, it's kind of like, oh, I can't do that. Can I? I can't put him in bed. You know, I mean, do you think this comes back to bite him a
1: little?
2: Well, the good thing is, it was two it was two CBA's ago. Thank God. Um, <laughs> right, but it was part of the stuff that that you know. you it was part of the, the transition. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like, I, yeah I, I imagine he well, especially as bad as their offensive line's playing right now, and <laughs> as much money as they put in that offensive line, it's it's it is a quandary. Um, he would probably be a little upset, a little <laughs> like, oh man. See, so so hey hey so th- so this is what it means. He's like, "Isn't there an interim head coach exception or something?" <laughs> no, oh, a clause. That's yeah. in that's in training camp. That's in training camp for new head coaches. <laughs> He's got to make well- it to next year. <laughs> yeah, I I I's like, "I took this job at the middle of the year after they've exhausted all those perks and incentives." Okay. Oh man. All right, guys, so we're we're, we're just we're just going to we're just going to have a study hall session here. Just spitball for a while.
0: Let's bring in some. Are you allowed
2: to play patty cake? Are you allowed to play patty cake? No, that's contact. Physical. That's contact. contact, Maybe you just kind of kind of air it, kind of like demolition man style. You know, you're not allowed to have personal contact. You know, they do like the air high fives and stuff. Right, right. Yeah, that's about that's about it. I mean, it's. I mean, listen. He's going in. He's going into an unwinnable situation. Really? Because yeah. Well, just because he, no, I, I'm he, agreeing with yeah, you. You know, yeah. like he, like he doesn't have credibility as a coach or play caller. Right. The only credibility he has is being them at one point. Right. Essentially, but then you're also talking about a guy who now goes on television for the last couple of years and has been probably talking bad about you at some point. And now that's your head coach. (laughs) Now that's your head coach. (laughs) Or
0: maybe, if our research department did its job, maybe there was some tweets or something about maybe an an opponent that you got.
1: Yeah, so this is the, (laughs) the best part of all of this, gentlemen, is, you know, Jeff Saturday, again, he's been an analyst for a while. He's been wearing an analyst hat, doing analyst things. One of those is quite often sharing your opinions on Twitter in this day and age. Well, just... On October 30th, so seven days ago, Jeff Saturday tweets out, the Raiders look horrible. <laughs> and now this Sunday. Gee, who
0: are they playing, Wes? This
1: Sunday in his first game as head coach of the Colts, he will be facing the Raiders. <laughs> Life comes at you fast. A 14-day span of tweeting, man, the Raiders look horrible, to coaching against said Raiders. ha, <laughs> ha. Life comes at you fast.
2: Boy, it does. Just just going to say that tweet didn't age well, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Did not age well. But on the flip side, if they do win, yeah, (laughs) called a shot, Babe Ruth out here. There you go, Babe Ruth did on him. But I don't know if they have enough in there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Is it it home or away? That's the question. Is it home or away? That I
1: do not know. know.
0: I do not know, but I'm sure a research is department.
1: In Las Vegas. Viva. Oh. Viva oh. Las
2: Vegas. Oh.
1: Oh. oh. oh.
2: Yep, exactly. Expecting. All expecting the fans need sevens. to print out
1: that tweet and hold it up in the stand.
2: <laughs> there, there, listen, Wes, rest assured, there will be someone that will have held that up in the air. <laughs> I, 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 I kid you not. That, I mean, fans, fan. the trolling is at an all time high in Vegas, it is, <laughs> it is masterful. And this is this is going to be spectacular. I, I hate because what is that a 425 kick? Yes, I pray it is. Yeah. Yes, so we will get to see it after, or at least listen to it on the radio as Wolf drives me to the airport. There um, you go. <laughs> yeah, I
0: got we'll, you. We'll get big to hear boy, it one way. way or another.
2: Yeah, we'll we'll get to hear it one way or another. <laughs> but that, that is go- that is appointment that is appointment uh, game watching right there. I can't wait for it because this is probably going to be spectacularly bad for the Colts.
0: Exactly so, but I will also tell you appointment watching is going to also be here in the locker room at eleven, 11 o'clock because we have the Spanish translator, uh, Alvaro Martin, is going to join that, us today
2: again. Yes, yes, Alvaro, I love it, I love it. Fresh off a of bye, too. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So you know what? Let's step aside, Wolf. Okay. Give it a sec. Give it a second to breathe. Yes. Yeah. We're ho- ho- hopefully <laughs> our break. Ages, is better than Jeff Saturday's tweets. <laughs> when we come back here in the locker room, Wolf and Starks, on SNR and ESPN Radio.
1: is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: And Sims will catch it at the goal line and bring it out to the 5-10, 15-20, 25-30. Still on his feet at 35-40. He's in the clear, he's at the 50, he's at the 40. Stephen Sims is at the 25-20 and they haul him down from behind. Outside the 10-yard line, a terrific kickoff return by Stephen Sims of over 80 yards. Oh, yeah. There's few things more dangerous in the open field than a little skedaddler in a big man's game who has no fear, (laughs) no worries about abusing his body or anybody else's, and that's Stephen Sims. That guy, he is something. Max, is he the answer to the slot work? Uh, for the Steelers now that Chase Claypool has moved on to Chi-Town? Uh,
2: maybe. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I just about blew coffee all over the studio here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You caught me right in the middle I, of a slurp. I know, mid-slurp, I, I caught you. But, you know, I, I would, I would like to believe that. I think when we look at what the second half of this season does for the Steelers receiving core – I want to say that the second half of the season that the Steelers are facing the number 30th or 31st, like, uh, secondaries Mm -hmm. in the league, like, combined, like, our strength of schedule, like, the secondaries are some of the weakest in the entire league. Right. So, I mean, you have to automatically assume that that is now – boding well for whoever's lining up at wide receiver for the Steelers um, because you've seen the toughest part of it already, and I think that will be well for Deontay, be well for George Pickens. So by de facto, Steven Sims and Miles Boykin now become other viable options, especially as much as we like to run 11 personnel, three wide receivers. So I think it can be because I think Steven Sims provides – that speed like the speedy slot guy right who who could absolutely burn right I mean he could blow the top off of coverage um with his speed and he can also hide because of his uh, relative physical
0: yes convention. yes that's one of the particular things that I thought was very interesting when you take him from the view of a linebacker let's say and he starts that jet motion and you have a quarterback under center not six yards deep or five yards deep or whatever it is you know, in the shotgun, um, but a guy just, you know, able to turn his back and give his back to the defense it makes that play a lot more interesting.
2: It does. It does, especially if you have the mistake of running a zone or some type of concept where it's, where it's a mesh concept and you now have to almost like trade off, like run, like almost run it like, uh, like cover three, right? Right. <laughs> um, you know, you get into the slot situation, right? And you have one guy pressing it um, at you, or across the formation, and you're bumping, and then that safety now has to pick up at a certain point. Uh, if you're if you're not on your high horse immediately, it can be it can be a no bueno day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no bueno. Are you getting ready for yeah. Alvaro Martín coming in? That's what it is.
2: That's right. I'm getting ready for <laughs> Alvaro Martín for the acero. Ju- uh, jugadores de aceros, my goodness you
0: really got that espanol yeah. moving man you're re-
2: yeah you, you know i gotta get look, back look, to watching dora
0: the explorer you know
2: or hey, no go diego go i'm telling you it's oh. more fun for oh us.
0: diego okay i remember diego. yeah you
2: got, you got yeah you got to watch diego hola diego <laughs> you know you got to get that
0: <laughs> well you know you, you know, here here's what to me is who lets their kid run around with the monkey with boots on all right, and name first, boots. First of all, yeah, first I mean, of all,
2: why, why, why does the monkey have boots? That, that's my well, thing.
0: Okay, that's you're, yep. He okay. lost
2: his grip. How, how do you climb? <laughs> how do you climb through trees and everything if you don't have your extra set of set, set of hand feet? You know what I'm saying? Like the boots, and they don't look like very grippy boots. You know, they're not like combat boots, right? right? You got nice traction marks in it. They're like rubber rain boots. I'm like, seriously, you're in a jungle. Like, get over it. <laughs>
0: Well, and and that's in fact, it's going to
2: fester more with the fur in the boot I would and the moisture. So. You know, I'm like, you know, come on, I'm I'm like, I mean, he's one step short of Uggs. You know, I mean, no,
0: can't have Uggs confused. in the rainforest. Come on,
2: no, no, who wears Uggs in a rainforest? No, nobody. Nobody,
0: Nobody, my friend. That's but for sure. But then again,
2: then again, you have to wonder. I mean, a magic backpack's talking to you and telling you what what, what it has in it. So.
0: All right. So yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll just yeah, we, we'll just roll we, on we just from that. Sh-
2: we just we just jumped the shark. We <laughs> there were way you go. Too, we were way too grown up talking about a kid show right now.
0: We <laughs> <laughs> went a little deep into the weeds on that one. Okay. So you've exactly. got you got Stephen Sims. He's 5'10", 176. This is a guy who had. Undrafted free agent. He had 63 receptions in 28 games while he was with the Wash Commanders, right? Two seasons. But he was inactive for the first four games we all know the story when gunner had a little bit of fumbleitis problem they put him in and all of a sudden this guy kind of blossomed and hit it he's kind of like one of these underdog stories you kind of read about his you know his his path to the nfl and it's always been you know he's a little guy in a big big man's league but he's got a big league attitude and he is i love watching him when he goes after the punch man he is very aggressive
2: well, I mean, and, and that's what you need, right? I mean, that that's one, you know, I'm not going to call it straight Rambo or, or crash test dummy mode, but you have to have a certain mindset when you're on special teams, right? We, and, we, and we talked about this. We chronicled this throughout training camp about being able to take the mental picture and get back to the ball. Take the mental picture, get back to the ball. Boom. Look at the mental picture. Right now. Field said ball. And then make moves off of it based off of the last mental picture that you saw.
0: Yeah. You know, and that's that's it, it, that really takes a special gift. person. Yeah, it yeah. does. You know who else had that? Was Louis Lips. Louis Lips could take a picture, then track the ball, take another picture, track the ball. And his I think he set a record, Steelers record his rookie year in punt returns. He was really terrific at it.
2: Yeah, and and, and those are special guys. You know, another guy I think of Antoine Randall, right? Oh, there yes. Think- El, El had a gift as well and it was beautiful to watch him field punts as well because you know he just he had he had he had a mind for it and when you and when you have that mind of i'm going to make a play but i'm going to secure this ball first um is is awesome to see and and i mean the short area quickness that's what i think every punt returner has to have antonio brown what made him such a good punt returner as well the, the lateral quickness that he had and that he True. possessed True. Um, is just and, and that also that served him well as a receiver. Yes, it served Antoine well as a receipt as a receiver it served Louis well as a receiver. When you have those guys who are tremendous punt returns, the only one I can say was the exception. This guy should be in the Hall of Fame. Devin Hester. Oh, it did yeah. not translate to his receiving prowess. No, but. that yeah,
0: <laughs> for whatever reason, that it, it was it did strictly
2: on return game. Like you know, like now, the quarterback punted him the ball on a play. Maybe he, maybe it would have worked better. But um, you know, Devin Hester was just one of those most devastating. Dudes. I saw him in college and the pros. And it oh, was, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. He went to University of Miami. It, it, he terrorized us for three years.
0: Oh, okay. So you got a field level look at him.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah. It was one of those where it's like, God, not again. Um, in fact, my, no, I'll tell you this. My senior year, we're down in Miami playing the Hurricanes. Right. And the game is tight. I mean, it, the humidity is just absolutely ridiculous. This oh. is like early September in Miami. Oof. And I'm, I, I, I cramp so bad. They were just throwing, they were just throwing buckets of like ice and and ice water on me on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Like just, to, they were like, "Oh, this will help prevent cramps." It does not help. It's this not helping, help no. Cramps. Pickle juice would have done just fine, guys. IV
0: bag would have done better.
2: Exact, <laughs> but you are on the sidelines, so it's like you know, you gotta kind of kind of wait. Um, but no, he, the, the, we we kicked it. I don't know why our punter kicked it to him. I st- I still want to ask, you know, Na- Nappy. His name was Eric Nappy was our punter. Why did Nappy kick to him? I have no clue. <laughs> This dude took it like 78 yards on us. I mean, wow. and it looked it looked like Bo Jackson in Tecmo Bowl. I mean, it oh, was wow. just lateral lateral make make three guys miss, lateral lateral make another three guys miss, lateral lateral make three guys from the previous time plus two more miss and it was like <laughs> I was like I was like how did he juke 27 people and there's only 11 people <laughs> on the field? You know I mean and just went to the end. It was ridiculous. But I digress. Steven Sims has that same type of Personality and that same kind of trait, where you know he just he has a knack for body feel and the way that he can get himself, you know, into a position and never be out of position. I think is 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 a very cool trait. And I think in the second half, hope now because Chase is gone, mm-hmm. you now give him more reps. True. There's more opportunities there, so I think you can get more creative with him because he's not a six foot four Canadian guy that you're trying to hide. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like he's a little bit easier to sneak. You don't have to put you don't have to put the glasses and, and the and the mustache on him, right? Right, right. Oh no, no, this is not our wide receiver. <laughs> Nothing to see here. This is not Mapletron. No, uh, <laughs> you know, and he's not going
0: to wham anybody coming across the, the formation. You know, when they run the hide that routes and things like that, uh, I don't even think that like some of those guys down in the in the box would even notice him if he tried to wham them, You know.
2: Yeah, they'd be like, wham what? What, what? are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> wham me? No, wham you. <laughs> exactly.
0: But you also got Miles Boykin, too, because then if you want to go a little bit bigger, you got the Boykin there. And you also got Cody White. Cody White is, is, is one of those tough guys that has delivered whenever he's been called upon. You know, he, he obviously has not had... Uh, Mucho opportunity since you're getting ready for Elvaro and so am I coming up at the top of the hour here um but you know uh, he has not had mucho time in in being uh having an opportunity to you know contribute but he's every time that uh you know he's been up and and called upon you know in his special teams work he is he's he's a tough guy
2: well I think I think that's one of those you know boykins do for a doinkin you know he he, he's a guy that can come in and doink you yeah and um And I I like that about – and he's also – he's the other thing – we talked about like quarterbacks that we don't need a mobile quarter. We just need one that's willing to run. Yes. Like for a receiver, I don't need you to be a WHAM specialist, but I need you to be willing to WHAM. And I think that's what Miles brings that willingness to the position that you can – and he's also a tall, big-body target that can make some fantastic circus catches of his own. Right. Like he he has a great body feel – for how he can press when he feels the bracket on the sidelines. Yes. He knows how to press into the DB, but still keep him inside out to open up for the back shoulder throw. Absolutely. Um, yep. So I think there, there's just there's just a lot more. And then also, because there's a low expectation, I think there's high ceilings in that, in that aspect, right? Okay. We're not expecting much, so I think you can get more production out of them than expected. Um, will it replace Chase? I mean, I don't know. TBD, right? I right. mean, you, you never know what it is, but the production wasn't that great versus the targets, so maybe limited targets, higher production because you know you're going to go to your first two guys and this is the pressure relief valve. You're the third option in most of these, right. sometimes the fourth. Um, Maybe it could bode well, and I, and I, and I like both of these guys because I think they already bring that blue-collar mentality because, right, the way they made this team was because of special teams. Right. It wasn't because it was a a you know a Spartan wide receiver room? No, it was a jam packed receiver room, and you still made the cut. So that says something about you and your willingness to put your hand in the pile. And I think this is just a different version of how you put your hand in the pile. You know, maybe maybe it's a little less exposure to special teams because you're a more integral part of the offense, or 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 it might be just double duty. Like, hey, guess what? You got to go both ways, bud. Sorry, I know we just finished a long you know eight play drive and you ran seven streak routes uh but i, I need you to go be gunner <laughs> absolutely gunner down.
0: <laughs> well before we so. we go to break here I, I just got a note from the department of corrections the good lady faith that would be my bride and she said uh, just a little reminder uh, uh fact check here it was a franco harris jersey not a jerome bettis jersey so i got that screwed up oh, already from the get-go
2: yeah, well, you know what? I mean, it's it's all good because she's still with you. <laughs> yep. You guys just celebrated your anniversary, so That's right. Twenty six years like-
0: today to my bride. That's right.
2: Yes. Look at that. Happy anniversary, yes. Wolfley family. Beautiful. Awesome. All right. Well let well let, let, let's step aside, Wolf, because you know, we're gonna come back in the break and we'll continue to talk about not necessarily the hopes, because that was our Yin's Yin's chat question of the day that we had our callers, but let's continue to just explore some of the deeper thoughts about what can be had after the bye. And also, you have to remember, we did see our opponent last night against the Baltimore Ravens. We and, did. And the New Orleans Saints. And they did not look good.
0: They did, they not, did not. But we're, don't tweet it. Don't give them any stories.
2: <laughs> yeah, don't tweet it. Listen, listen. Just in case you or I become head coach next week, let's make sure we don't say that the New Orleans Saints stink. You know, okay. let's just keep it to yourself. Or just use it verbally. Don't put it, don't there put you it go. on the Twitter paper. <laughs> um, but uh, we'll be back, back with that and more here in the locker room here on SNR and ESPN Radio.
1: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mayfield steps up, throws, pitch! Intercepted! And back the other way, William Jackson! Down the sideline, and there's the first turnover for the Cleveland Browns tonight. Well,
0: we're back. <laughs> oh, yeah. So looking at it, we were just finished up. We were talking about the slot and talking about uh, some of the people there. Now we're going to move over to the other side of one of the, the, the trades that happened there. And, of course, William Jackson uh, was also traded to the uh, Steelers. And, Max, we, we swapped some uh, late round or, you know, conditional picks. But uh, William Jackson was always – I remember him from his, uh, Cincinnati days – and he was a good man, covered guy. But um, he comes in; they got a trade. I would believe that he cleared all his physical and everything. But he's had a back issue, and his back issue prevented him from taking part in the bonus practice reps that were occurring um, right at the, uh, you know, uh, beginning of the week here on Monday. Does it worry you at all that uh, today? That uh, well, he's has an off day today, but um, that he might, you know, be unable to participate tomorrow. Hello. Did we lose Max? Okay. So we probably lost Max there, and I just laid out a whole diatribe there, but talking about William Jackson, who is an important part? I mean, this is a trade that you bring a a, a good, strong um, corner, cover corner, and you've got uh, a situation where he was unable to participate on Monday's practice, the bonus reps that you get Monday, then you get off Tuesday. Uh, I don't know if he will or will not practice tomorrow, but it it it's a bit unnerving the fact that his last 3 games he was unavailable in Washington because of a back issue.
2: Yeah, no, that that's that's never a good sign when they can't practice you you hope that, you know, another day off, maybe the transition, maybe a little bit more treatment that he's available to you cuz i mean, let's face it, at the end of the day we just need him for Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right, right. So and if, and if you're if you're a good visual and uh, an RO learner, Meaning, uh, listening. Right. Then you know, hey, no harm, no foul. But if it comes, you know, you've gone the whole week and you haven't participated. I think then we start to say, why do we do this again? Because I mean, we, <laughs> yeah, we, we we already needed uh, some help in this situation. Yeah.
0: Right. So you've got a Akella Witherspoon. You got well, Cam Sutton's excellent. Cam Sutton's just a fine ball player, man. But um, Akella Witherspoon, too, he's, he's had he's had um, some some really good moments in, in games. But unfortunately, uh, it did not turn out that way against the Eagles. So you go out and you get a guy like William Jackson. And one of the things I, I haven't – they didn't really identify his back, whether it's the low back, upper back, or something. It was originally hurt in about a month ago in, in a tackle. I can't remember what game, but he doinked up his back tackling somebody. And so it does – it does leave some concern for the fact that, you know, he may be unavailable or maybe not. We'll find out from the Mike Tomlin press conference today. Wes, that is today, correct? Okay, just making sure that the Mike Tomlin press conference, which will be following our show, uh, we'll get some clarity on it and see where the, what the situation arises with his back issue.
2: Yeah, because I, I have to also imagine that, the terms of the trade also had to dictate the him passing a physical. Yes. I, right. You, you have to, right. So, so that's why I'm just, I'm like, okay, please let that be the case that we actually did this. Or if there was some type of medical exception that, uh, that if it does not pan out, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're in a better position. I think that, I think that's, that's one of the biggest things, um, that I'm hoping for in this process. But, you know, once again, it's just Tuesday, so no need to panic. Right? Okay. You know, talk me if off it's the ledge. The, I'm, not, I'm getting off the o- ledge. If, if it's the other T day of the week,
0: <laughs> then Tuesday, a bigger Thursday,
2: problem. Then we have a bigger problem on our hands. But I, I think I think we should be okay right now. But like you said, we'll have the Mike Tomlin press conference coming up in a little over an hour from now, um, where we will hear from Coach Tomlin and hear his thoughts. You know, and kind of where we're at the state of, state of the team address, so to speak. Yes. Coming out of a bye. Because there is no game to recap, so it's simply looking forward and also looking at what what is available at this time. But we're gonna step aside because we have to make room for Elvaro Marti. You <laughs> do that pretty good, bud. Yeah, well the good thing is he has a very easy name to say, so it makes it a lot easier. <laughs>
0: Almost sound like and, a soccer and, call, you know?
2: I was about to say, you, walk, you watch enough soccer, you know, because I get la, you know, la Liga out here in Arizona, so, you know, you hear it. I mean, listen, the goal sounds like the most fantastic goal of all time. Right. And it could have been like it just rolled in and the guy, like, fell down and <laughs> did not hit it. So, uh, I, I, I like that. But – um. Yes, we're going to step aside here so we can get Alvaro in at the top of the what hour, Wolf? The power hour, baby. That's Power hour. Kaboom. Yes, exactly. Coming back here in the locker room with Wolf and Starks and, of course, our lead ninja, Wesley, here on SNR and ESPN Radio.
1: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding